Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldea, and it's good to have you with us once more, uh, as has become customary on our show, whenever we uh, record the program before the air date. We have a tendency of letting you know, uh, just for clarity, in case uh, something happens between now and then. And uh, given the way the world is spinning and given the way things are accelerating, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if something happened between now and uh, tomorrow when uh, this program is due to air. So, uh, yes, today is March the 2nd, the year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, And um, last night we had uh, a State of the Union that, uh, by all accounts, most... uh, U.S. citizens uh, wish had not occurred because um, it highlights the reality that most of the people in power currently are decrepit, old, uh, missing a step or five. Uh, And that's everyone from uh, Joe Biden to Nancy Pelosi to uh, all these other people are just Look, they're, they're like the Pat Robertsons of politics. Learn when to walk away. Learn when to throw in the towel and say, all right, I'm old. I'm very old. I'm a bag of wrinkles that has a propensity for strong alcohol. Maybe I should retire to my villa in San Francisco and eat ice cream from my giant refrigerator. But nay, nay. I mean, did you see the schizophrenic movement on Nancy Pelosi last night? My Lord, how can the world not be licking its chops? How can the world not be sharpening its swords? How can the predators of this earth not look with glee upon the decimation of what was once the greatest nation in the world? Tell me that. So uh, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into some of the finer points of uh, last night's State of the Union. Uh, I mean, I I don't want to you know, ruin it for you. Uh, I don't want to, so spoiler alert, State of the Union, not so hot. Uh, I remember flying out of Las Vegas one time. We had a meeting, I think, out in Arizona. Uh, and we flew into Vegas and flew out. And I was, I was flying out. And uh, I went to get a bottle of water. And I was walking by, because in, in Las Vegas airport, they actually have slot machines everywhere. So I went to get a bottle of water, and I was walking by the slot machines, and I heard a husband and wife having a conversation. Uh, and, and I slowed my speed so I could hear the rest of it because it looked like she was a wee bit angry. And so I thought, hey, this may escalate. This will be fun. So I slowed my step. So apparently uh, they had managed to weather the minefields of Las Vegas – and were currently awaiting their flight in the airport, and apparently they'd been at even. Uh, That was before they got to the airport, apparently, because the husband decided, hey, let me throw a couple bucks into this. 
because, you know, we're even, so that means we're up, because that's the way people do math. If you go to Vegas and you're even when you leave, then you're up, really. Uh, so he threw in 20 bucks. I guess he won a little something. Uh, then he lost it all, and he managed to, to pretty much empty his wallet within 45 minutes trying to hit something or other. And his wife was livid. And his uh, retort to her is, honey, give me a minute. I'll walk away once I'm even. And I think most Americans today, given the state of the union and given the state of the world, uh, are hoping just to get back to even. I mean, I know. Oh, we hated the orange man so much. His tweets were so mean, even though they were, you know, over target. But now they're like, oh, my, can, can we get back to even? Can, can we go back to when there was no threat of nuclear war and uh, when we could afford to, you know, fill our gas tank without having to mortgage a liver? Can we do that? So uh, we'll, we'll get into some of the highlights, because if you know anything about Mr. Robinette Biden, you know that he is world-renowned for his eloquence and wordplay. The, the man is a magician when it comes to making a point simply and succinctly. Now, I know, ha-ha, exactly. What more can we do but laugh? But there are some serious things I want to get to uh, because somebody sent me this, and it's uh, – here, let me, let me do this first, and then we'll get into that because I, I need to clarify something with those of you that listen to this program, and we will clarify it shortly. Uh, and, and it needs to be said. And I know it, it's very likely that it will upset even more of you. And I'm okay with that because when I'm standing before God and I'm showing him my hands, you're not going to be standing beside me going, but he was just trying to spare our feelings. So we'll get to that in a second. But first, uh, today's installment of American Prophetic. And I wish I were wrong. I really do. I prayed that I would be wrong. But remember a few weeks ago when everything was ramping up and everybody was getting all, you know, sweaty with the thought of war? I told you that we would be throwing Ukraine under the bus. And this is exactly what happened as of last night, as of this morning. Story time. Imagine this. Imagine that you were a foster kid. And that you were taken in by a family. Now, in that family, there was an older brother, uh, beefier than you. And he promised you over and over again that even though you were going to a new school and you had floppy ears, and for some reason you had a unibrow, even though you were only 11, he was going to protect you. He told you this over and over and over again. He found you in the garage one day with a pair of nunchucks, and you were trying to practice. You know, you hit yourself in the face a couple times, but you were trying to practice because you knew how the kids in new schools were. You knew they were going to try to bully you. You knew they were going to try to beat you up, and so you were doing your best to prepare for the eventuality. But this new stepbrother 
comes and says to you, you have no need of those nunchucks. Remember, I promised I would protect you. And so the foster brother, believing his older foster brother, stopped practicing with his nunchucks. And then one day they go to school, and a bully starts to pick on the little kid with the unibrow. Now his big brother was right behind him. And so because he had a verbal promise from his foster brother that if things went down, he'd have his back. That if things went down, he'd protect him. The little kid with the unibrow even got a little cocky. Come on, what are you going to do about it? So the bully lays into him. The kid tries to defend himself the best way he could, but he's waiting and he's waiting for his older foster brother to step in and save him. And between getting clocked in the face, he has the time to look behind him and he sees that his older foster brother is nowhere to be found. He didn't keep his word. Even though... The kid with the unibrow got cocky based on the word of his older brother and the fact that he had big muscles. This is pretty much the state that Ukraine's in right now. Once upon a time, they had nukes. NATO said, hey, give them up. We'll protect you. Trust us. I mean, I know we're politicians and we're sleazebags and all, but we're not lying this time. And so the Ukrainians gave up their nukes. And now the bullies come around. Pardon me while I sip from my delicious beverage. The bullies come around and the little kid with the unibrow has no way of defending himself. And he's calling out to his foster brother, hey, can, can you help me out? And his foster brother is nowhere to be found. Like I said, I wished and I prayed that I was wrong. But I see how this thing's going to play out. And so, what was it? Yesterday morning, the English, yes, those, those brave souls that never see the sunlight, the English uh, announced that they would not restrict airspace for the Russians because they don't want a war. The U.S. announced that we would not restrict the airspace for the Russians because we don't want a war either. And we reaffirmed the notion that we would not, I repeat, we would not be sending boots on the ground. And so after egging the Ukrainians on, promising them we would be there together forever, everyone's turned their backs on them and they're getting slaughtered. And for the people going, this is staged and everything, okay, we need to... Pull back into reality. Just, 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 just tap the brakes a little bit, please. Because we're getting into like Alex Jonesy territory here where everything's fake. Look, we have people on the ground in Ukraine, people that we know, people that we've helped, people that work with our ministry. It's not fake and it's not being done on a giant green screen. We need to... Look... Uh, I'm going to see again, I, I, I'm, I'm dwindling my audience down to one. 
and that's Gino sitting in the booth uh, waiting for me to finish. Uh, even the people that believe in end-time prophecy have this, this way of jumping the shark to the point that they go to one extreme or another and, and they're unwilling to bend from their view. Either everything's a setup and everything's fake and every, look, this is happening. I told you if the Russians wanted to take Ukraine, they would. The Ukrainians are putting up a fight, but it's not going to last long. Because it's, it's a sea of tanks and armored vehicles and young soldiers who were conscripted into the Russian army and they know they're supposed to go there. There they are. And it doesn't matter how many of the Ukrainians kill. There's always going to be more. And Big Brother isn't showing up to save them. Big Brother isn't showing up to help them out. Only a matter of time. Now, uh, somebody uh, screenshotted this and emailed it to me. So I'm going to read through it a little bit. Because... I, I can't look. I understand what they're co- where they're coming from. I'm not annoyed by it, but it's frustrating. And we're gonna get into another analogy in a minute after I read this, because I guess some people think I I, I talk about the fallacy of pre-trib doctrine just because I feel like it or just because I want to dash their hopes? Look, I'd rather tell you a hard truth than a comfortable lie, especially since I'm going to have to answer to God for the comfortable lie that I tell you. Understand that. I I know it's, it's not pleasant, but... You need to have hope in something other than the pre-trib rapture. Because when it doesn't happen, your entire life is going to be shipwrecked. Because this is the one thing that you were clinging to. It's, it's like the cat ladies that have one cat. And they love that thing and they rub it every morning and it runs out into traffic and it gets run over by a car and they lose their minds. They're walking around piggly wiggly in, 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 you know, hair curlers and slippers calling for their cat, even though it's laying pancaked at the end of her driveway. So I'd rather prepare you for what's coming realistically than feed your illusion, than feed the fantasy of just any day now. Because it's going to get worse. It's going to get marginally worse. And you're still going to be here. And if I were to feed your illusion temporarily, at some point you'd come back at me and go, but hey, you said exactly. So I'm going to read some of this, and then I will give you my retort, because I must. So allow me to sip from my delicious beverage. We're going to get into this. And then I know you're waiting with bated breath. When, oh when, will he delve into the poetry that was the State of the Union? Patience, children, patience. This is a comment left on last week's program. 
And it begins thusly. What is wrong with you, Michael? I come to listen to your updates as I know you will have great insight into what is happening in Ukraine. Not even five minutes in, you're going on a tirade about mocking born-again Christians who believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. What is wrong with you? Still absolutely supporting the orphans in Romania, and God bless all the children of Romania and the world, but I won't be listening again. We're all beaten down at the moment. Why? Why are you beaten down? Are you not a son of God or a daughter of God? Do you not have the hope of salvation living in your heart? Why are you beaten down? See, now I'm angry. I'm okay with constructive criticism. But imagine you went to a doctor. You did a blood panel. Your tests come back. The doctor sits you down and says, hey, something's amiss. By the way this chart looks, you're kind of terminal. You've got maybe a couple years to live. And then you turn around to the doctor and go, how dare you? Look, you're more than welcome to go get a second opinion, but the facts don't change. You're more than welcome to believe whatever you want to believe as long as I've done my duty, as long as my hands are clean, as long as I've told you the truth, as the scripture lays it out. Not as somehow, you know, lonely housefrau in 1872 came up with a pre-tribulation doctrine. Stop! Either you biblically prove to me that the Word of God says you're not going to be here for those days, even though Jesus said you will be, or you stop just grasping at straws. Why are you beaten down? That's, that's the question that I have. Because I'm not beaten down. I've lived through the last couple of years too. And the only thing I am is angry. I'm not beaten down. I'm not demoralized. I haven't lost my peace. I haven't lost my hope. And I know it's only going to get worse. And here I am. Why are you demoralized? Look, the only thing you need to be is angry. If you have to scrawl it with a dull butcher's knife on your forehead, these people stole two years of my life, you do it. Because did you see how quickly the vids went away? It's almost miraculous. No more mandates, no more masks, everyone's lifting vaccine passport requirements. It's as though the last two years didn't happen. What happened to the deadliest pandemic in the history of deadly pandemics? If you dare to breathe through your mouth or fart, you're killing a thousand people. People stole two years of your life. Next time you go into an election booth, next time you go to vote, let that be the one thing you remember above all else. They stole two years of your life. And if you feel demoralized and beaten down, it's because you acquiesced, you obeyed. You did what they told you to do for fear of losing out on little things or even a job or whatever. And now you're disgusted with yourself. Because you realize just how little pressure it required for you to break. So stop. Stop clinging to straws. Get into the word of God. Understand 
what the future holds, and steady yourself, steal yourself, prepare yourself, embolden yourself. So next time they come around with this nonsense, you say no. Look, another American prophetic. I mean, it's just, I could go on forever. Remember, somebody needs to go back and timestamp it and send it to Gino and he'll put it on. I told you when these passport mandates and vax passports and all this nonsense started, I said, if you can wait it out, it's going to pass. All you have to do is wait it out. What's happening? No more restriction, no more vax passports, none of these things. But still, they're the people that stole two years from your life. They're the people that wouldn't let your kids sit in a restaurant because you didn't give them the shot. Oh, and by the way, ha-ha. Remember, remember, I know, we get back into the time machine and punch the digits in, and we go back to, I don't know, a year ago, when people were saying, hey, there's something fishy about all this mRNA technology and vaccines. Remember they called you lunatics, conspiracy theorists? How dare you doubt that Moderna and Pfizer have your best interest at heart? I mean, if you think it does anything to your uh, DNA, you're just a conspiracy theorist. Well, looky, looky. Uh, This was yesterday, March 1st. Because, you know, the CDC being on the up and up, they said, hey, uh, it's fine. The vaccine never enters your nucleus. Uh, they don't change or interact with your DNA in any way. That's just, that's fringe stuff. That's just Alex Jones gay frog sort of stuff. Well, guess what? I know. Are you sitting down? Because I am. Could you imagine me standing for an hour? I'd have to start pacing. I'd have to get one of those trucker mics, the, the, the over-the-head headset things, pacing and punch at walls. I'm sedate right now because I'm sitting down and there's nothing to hit. Contrary to the CDC's claim that the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines do not change or interact with your DNA in any way, a new Swedish study finds Pfizer's shot goes into liver cells and converts to, drum roll please, DNA. That's right. Yes, yes. And if it's, if it's happening with the Pfizer vaccine, uh, who wants to take bets on the fact that it's happening with uh, the Moderna vaccine as well? Because I told you back way when, when uh, the bad orange man started pumping vaccines, I said, I don't have to agree with him on everything, and this is one of the things I disagree with him on. I don't care that they came out with it during your, you know, four years. I don't care that you took it. I don't care that you're pumping it. Still not going to do it. And here we are. Contrary to the CDC's claim that the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines do not change or interact with your DNA in any way, a new Swedish study, Pfizer's shot, goes into liver cells and converts to DNA. It's the first time that researchers have shown in vitro or inside a Petri dish 
how an mRNA vaccine is converted into DNA on a human liver cell line. Uh, you'd have thought they would have done this a bit earlier, huh? It's precisely what health, what health experts and fact checkers said for more than a year could not occur. So these people that silenced anyone that raised any questions about mRNA also insisted that if you thought these vaccines would convert into DNA, well, you're just a conspiracy theorist. Again, because we're supposed to trust the experts, aren't we? That little weasel with the nasally voice comes on the TV and says, you're going to have to scotch tape your behind in case of flatulence. And everybody does it. Because you're supposed to trust the science. If Il Dottore Fauci says you're supposed to jump into the ocean and try to breathe underwater, well, he's the science. So here we go. The experts. The people we were supposed to trust. It's precisely what health experts and fact-checkers said for more than a year could not occur. That is the direct opposite of truth. It does occur. It is occurring. It has occurred. So the next time the experts have an opinion, maybe we shouldn't go all in, huh? Maybe we shouldn't do things that logically, reasonably, to the naked eye and the human mind seem retarded. Yes, I use the word retarded. Why? Because I'm an adult and I can choose the words that I want to say. Retarded. If something seems retarded to you, then perhaps you shouldn't do it just because every other retard is doing it. Oh, my goodness. I knew. See, see, it it bears witness with my spirit that I shouldn't listen to this man anymore. Tell me where I'm wrong. See, don't don't dissect words that people have labeled. Oh, no, no, you can't use that word anymore. Look it up in the dictionary. It doesn't mean what you think it means, but you're offended by it anyway. Point made. Dr. Peter Magola, an internist, cardiologist, and epidemiologist who is one of the leading critics of the COVID vaccine, said the findings have enormous implications of permanent chromosomal change that could drive a whole new genre, yes, I know how to say the word genre, of chronic disease. Allow me to repete, por favor. Or uh, actually, it's repete, s'il vous plaît. See, I'm, I'm so multilingual, I just, I, I don't even. Look at that pride. Margaret, did you hear the pride in his voice? It was a joke. Lighten up. The world is cruel and ugly and dark. You need to smile once in a while. Otherwise, you'll go through life and end up like this person who's beaten down, demoralized. Why? Even if they took everything from you. 
Why are you demoralized and beaten down? Naked, you came into this world. Naked, you shall return. That's it. Anyway, let's get back to this article, because it is important. Because for the longest time, and they, 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 they were just, oh, rabid. Remember a couple months ago when every other commercial on the radio was, if you have a child that's five and over, it's time. Give them the gift of vaccine. Why worry that they may get a runny nose or that they may clear their throat once or twice a week? Give them the vaccine that will put your mind at ease. Safe and effective, brought to you by Pfizer, Moderna, and the furinary services in your local town. Anyway, this is now a Swedish study that apparently they couldn't buy out or silence. And I fear, again, somebody marked this because, you know, American prophetic. It's only uh, the beginning. I think as time passes, uh, things like uh, heart inflammation, uh, cancers, leukemia, stuff like that, they're just going to explode throughout the world. And a lot of the people that unfortunately will come down with these things will have uh, one commonality. And I'll let you guess what it is. But again... Everyone had the freedom to choose what to do with their own body. The fact that your government said that you didn't have the freedom to choose what you did with your body is something you should remember for the rest of your life. And anyone that had anything to do with that administration should be punished endlessly. Peter McCullough, an internist, cardiologist, and epidemiologist who is one of the leading critics of the COVID vaccines said the findings have enormous implications of permanent chromosomal change that could drive a whole new genre of chronic disease. The CDC assures Americans that the mRNA and the spike protein it produces in COVID-19 vaccines to create an immune response don't last long in the body. Uh, that's uh, cryptic, isn't it? How long did they last in the body? If you ask them, they don't know. You're supposed to just flush them out at some point. Apparently, no, because it converts into DNA in the liver. It becomes part of you. You are it, and it is you. Our cells break down mRNA and get rid of it within a few days after vaccination. Scientists estimate that the spike protein, like other proteins our bodies create, may stay in the body for up to a few weeks. You know, a eh, few days, few weeks. We'll ballpark it. It's just your health. Who cares about that? You eat dominoes. Let us continue, because it's an interesting article. It's, it's fascinating to me. The Stanford researchers tested the duration of the protein in the body for 60 days, and found that it lasted at least that long. 
Dr. Robert Malone, the key inventor of the mRNA technology platform that later was used uh, in the Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna vaccines, described the implications of the Stanford study as a potential health public policy nightmare. Now, if you don't know anything about Dr. Robert Malone, he's a man that has been maligned and marginalized, and everyone from YouTube to Facebook has attempted to scrub the world of him. Yet he's the man who was the key inventor of the mRNA technology platform. It is the foundation for what Pfizer and Moderna use as a vehicle for the vaccines. And he says that the implications of the Stanford study as a potential health public nightmare. The Swedish researchers also concluded the spike proteins expressed on the surface of the liver cells through the vaccine could target the immune system and possibly cause autoimmune hepatitis. Ah. They noted case reports on individuals who developed autoimmune hepatitis after getting the Pfizer shot. But no, it's healthy. Bring your kids, your grandkids, your pets, your neighbor's pets. Come one, come all. You get a free lollipop and fresh DNA. The authors of the study cited the cases, uh, the case of a healthy 35-year-old female who developed autoimmune hepatitis a week after her first dose of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. Boy, I'm glad she did it. I'm sure she is, because, you know, she could have had the sniffles. I mean, hmm, autoimmune hepatitis or the sniffles? I know what I'd choose. The researchers said there's a possibility that spike-directed antibodies induced by vaccination may also trigger autoimmune conditions in uh, predisposed individuals. Contrary to the CDC's claim that the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines do not change or interact with your DNA in any way, the Swedish study does find that, yes, it converts to DNA. So I thought I'd get that out there for those of you that were looking in the mirror going to yourselves, am I a conspiracy theorist? I mean, am I? Well, apparently not. So let's get back to this uh, message that was left. Uh, I'm not beating people down. Telling the truth isn't beating people down. Not giving you false hope isn't beating you down. Listen to everything I've ever said. And after we highlight the potential of dark days, there is always the hope in Christ. There is always the hope of salvation. But I can't. I cannot tell you a comfortable lie just to make you feel better in the moment. Please understand that. There is no biblical evidence for the theory that you are clinging to 
And even having said that, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I overlooked something. Because I'm not a sadist and I don't like pain and I don't look forward to persecution, nor do I look forward to torture. I don't look forward to famine. I don't look forward to any of these things. But by the same token, I can't close my eyes and say, uh, you know, rub my fingers together and go, going away, going away, going away. It's not going away. You're not going away. You're still here and so am I. So just hoping something doesn't make it so. And if God forewarned us of these things, he did it for a purpose. He did it to prepare us. He did it to give us the confidence to go into tomorrow fearlessly, knowing that he's already there. How much more reassurance do you need than to know that God foresaw everything? Think about it that way. But let's get back into this. What is wrong with you? Apparently that's the theme of the message. I like gas station grilled cheese sandwiches. So that's something that's wrong with me. Uh, But he continues, and I appreciate Look, I I get where they're coming from because they're... Still absolutely supporting the orphans in Romania, and God bless all the children of Romania and the world. But I won't be listening again. Well, that is your prerogative. I know that at some point along your journey, as time drags on and things get worse, you will revisit this program because it was likely one of the few programs, and I was likely one of the few people that didn't lie to you, that didn't give you a false sense of hope or a false sense of security, or, hey, do you have your ticket for the big bus ride to heaven? All beaten down at the moment. Here in Australia, we're having so much fun, where jobs are no longer a real option if you have not been death-jabbed. You cannot enter certain businesses without a proof of vaccination passport. Well, I'm I'm, look, Australia made the mistake of giving up their firearms and it's been downhill from there. And I'm sad to hear it. I'm sorry for the predicament, but that doesn't make me wrong and it doesn't make you right. And giving you false hope won't do anything for you in the long term. Our government and systems are to the point of utter corruption. Well, they're politicians. By definition, they're corrupt. People are just lost as they have no love of the truth of God's word. Collapse is imminent. And whilst all this is happening, (laughs) you're trying to point score on doctrine. It's not about point scoring. You miss my point is the problem. It's not about point scoring. It's about trying to open the eyes of people that have been indoctrinated for most of their life regarding the pre-tribulation rapture theory and saying, hey, maybe you should rethink it seeing as all these things are happening in the world and you're still here. Because if this was as bad as it was going to get, I wouldn't say a thing. I know it's going to get worse. 
And if you're still clinging to it, if you're still pre-tribber of the month, then you're only going to grow more and more beaten down. You're only going to grow more and more discombobulated. Because in the back of your mind, that little voice of, hey, where's your Jesus? Why aren't you gone yet? Why are you still here? It's only going to grow as time passes. I'm, I'm not trying to point score on doctrine. This is not... This is about whether you will have the mental and spiritual stamina to withstand the coming days or you won't. Okay? It's not about point scoring doctrine. Again, you reserve the right to get a second opinion. As long as I know that I've done my duty towards God and told you the truth, we're cool. I've never seen a doctor chase somebody down the hall and try to convince them of certain things. They tell them the way it is. They've done their Hippocratic duty. They've kept their Hippocratic oath. Do no harm. Tell the truth. This is it. You got the tumor the size of a grapefruit growing out of your neck. Well, but the Mexican lady next door said that if I, if I put a little chihuahua cheese and some jalapeno pepper and some ghost pepper on there, it'll go down. Well, I'm telling you that you need to excise it, otherwise it'll kill you. Well, that's your opinion, Doc, but thanks anyway. I'm going to go get some of that chihuahua cheese. So it's your choice. As long as I know I've done my duty, it's not about being right for me. It's about speaking truth for me because I'm accountable to God. And I take this very seriously. Do you understand that? I take what I do seriously because I know people listen and, and I don't want to be responsible for someone's failure of faith because I gave them false hope. Sorry, not sorry. People are beaten and tired. Why? Your hope is in Christ. Look, God is able. Is it harder today than it was two years ago? Definitively, yes. For most people, for probably all people, yes. But we don't react to circumstance the way the world does. We don't react to circumstance the way the godless do. My family has had no real income coming in for almost three weeks, and we tried to get government benefits, and they're taking their time, as so many Australians are trying to access the same service. And again, I'm sad to hear that. It breaks my heart. It shouldn't happen. In a westernized nation, in places like America or Australia or England, these things shouldn't be happening. But see, like everything else in life, elections have consequences. And what you believe regarding the last days and whether or not the children of God will be here during those last days also have consequences. 
I'm not trying to point score on doctrine. It's not like I'm going to celebrate when I see the end of the world. I'm not going to be sitting in a prison, prison cell going, oh, yeah, baby, I was right. Tribulation's here, and you're here for it. Come on, what, what kind of monster do you think I am? I just know what the book says. And I can't deviate from that just to give you false hope. I know what's coming, and it's not pretty. I had a sale online and I gave $20 to Hand of Help, which is all we could really afford. And I appreciate that. Thank you. And we did it in love. God bless you. Don't beat people down, Michael. Just let it go. Well, I'm uh, I'm not beating people down. And the reason I can't let it go is because I get two or three emails sporadically every week Asking me what I think about pre-trib doctrine or, hey, why don't you tell people that they're not going to be here for those things? We will all know the truth soon enough. God bless. And that part I agree with, with a caveat. If you're right and we go before it gets any worse... The only thing you would have done is draw closer to God, learn to trust him, grow your faith, etc. I'm right, or if the Bible's right, I, I, well, see, there you go, Michael, trying to score points again. Why do you have to bring the Bible into it? Because it's the final authority. It's not so much about me being right, it's about the book being right. So if the Bible's right, and I don't see, now now it sounds pretentious, doesn't it? It's you against the word. I'm sorry, this is the position that you picked. If the book is right and we go through these things, and you lived with the full expectation of not seeing any of them, how will that affect you? How will that affect your faith? How will that affect your endurance? If you're already beaten down, if you're already demoralized, how will seeing things get worse by a magnitude of 10 affect your faith? Answer that for yourself and be honest about it. Because if you're right, yet you do the thing I encourage you to do, which is grow in God and grow your faith, you lose nothing. But if the book is right, and you're living with the full expectation of not seeing any of these things, how long before shipwreck? So that was the message, Uh, even though apparently they're never going to listen again. I had to address it because somebody sent it to me, and I know there's some of you that share the same feelings. And again, I, if, if, if you want your feelings taken into account, 
Uh, Joel Osteen has a 24-hour motivational channel on Sirius. Uh, I hear Oprah still does stuff. So there's, there's avenues you can explore where your feelings are preeminent above all things. On this program, it's the truth. The truth is preeminent above all things, including your feelings. So it is what it is. It's not going to change. And again, I'm, I'm never going to stand there and celebrate being right. Because there's nothing to celebrate. It's sad and it's, it's upsetting, but at least we knew it was coming and we had time to prepare. And believe it or not, and I know most of you don't believe it, I, most of the time, I do take your feelings into account. Still tell you the truth, but I could put it in a much darker light. So that's the thing you have to take into account, is that if I wanted to get you down, I could, just by the simple reality that I I, I wouldn't hold anything back. I've had to live with the knowledge of what is to come for, for 30 years, 30 plus years. And I'm still a a somewhat jovial man. I still enjoy playing with my kids every night. I still crack a joke from time to time. I've been known to. It's not a burden I chose to carry. It was a burden that was laid on my shoulders. And the only thing I didn't do is shrug. Once that burden was placed on my shoulders, I said, all right, it's my duty now. I'll carry it. And it didn't matter at the time that I thought my abilities insufficient. It didn't matter at the time that I thought my maturity inadequate. The burden was placed on my shoulders. And I had one of two options. Either keep walking or shrug it off and ignore it. And the reason that I kept walking was because of the respect that I had for my grandpa and the love that I had for my mom. And I think pretty much every family member that's still involved in the ministry, which is pretty much everybody, whether in Romania or here, I think that's their motivation as well. Look, we, we, I was there the night my grandfather got his revelation for America. I was there for every dream he had. I was there for every prophecy he gave. And seeing these things come to pass today doesn't, doesn't make me gleeful. It doesn't make me jovial. But I can look back on it and say, see, the Lord has spoken. So I'm not going to betray that for the sake of your feelings. I'm not going to betray that for the sake of making you feel better about today 
by telling you you're not going to be here tomorrow. See, you have the same option that I did. You can take the things I tell you and keep walking, or you can discard them and ignore them. I I can't control that. The only thing I can control is to be faithful in speaking the truth fearlessly. So, there's that. Oh my, we are not going to have much time to delve into the poetry of the State of the Union. But if you happen to see it or listen to it, well, you know what it was. Uh, apparently division's here to stay and we can do nothing about it. Uh, And what was it? Oh, yes, because these are the important things. The world is on fire. Everything is collapsing. But fear not. Joe Robinette Biden has vowed to help trans-identified youth reach their God-given potential. So, I mean, have you seen... Okay, see, this is, this, is, this, this is the thing. This is what makes some people unlikable, okay? Children being blown to bits in Ukraine. There's women, there's men, there's grandfathers and grandmothers. Somehow... The transgenders and the homosexuals managed to make it about themselves. Apparently, there's a one transgender in Ukraine that couldn't change its name on time because war started and people started dying. And, oh my God, I couldn't change my name. So it, because I don't even know if it was a he or a she, and I don't even want to know, it feels encumbered by the death of innocent people because she has to travel with the shame of her dead name or its dead name. I don't even know. I'd make sense of it if you can. Apparently, they couldn't get the paperwork processed, so the he that became a she has to travel under the he pseudonym that he was born with, even though he really wanted to travel with his new name being a she. This is why people don't like you. It's not all about you. The fact that you couldn't change your name in time in the great scheme of things is is beyond irrelevant. You have a mental illness. You need to get help. So that's my loving message for today. Thank you for listening, the one or two people that still do. But hey, you know... It is what it is. Uh, I don't, we're not even going to get to the State of the Union next week because I'm sure we'll be you know, a few inches deeper into the mud by then. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens in a week. I'm sure it'll be eventful. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Gino, if you've got anything to say, the floor is yours. Well, I'll all support what you and Demetri and others say because I saw how the man of God lived. And it's all coming to pass, and the Bible says when it comes to pass, truly a man of God has spoken, a prophet of God. Dimitri never called himself that. But it's all coming to pass, and it was spoken at a time when 
people were going, this will never happen, 1984. Never happened. How could anyone say that about America? How could anyone predict that about America? I know because I booked Michael and the B2 schedule in Wisconsin and had to deal with so many gainsayers. So now when it's coming to pass, it's exactly what the Word of God says. When it comes to pass, you'll know that God has spoken through a good vessel. Me and Mike went out 18 years and went out warning America. And guess what? The warnings were not heeded like they should have been. However, for Mike or Dimitri or anyone to change the message, he knows, the con- Mike knows the consequences of not speaking the warning of God the way God wants because, you know, I remember when Dimitri passed away and Mike had to fa- finish that tour. And although he was reluctant to go, God did have him go and blow a trumpet. And like he said, he doesn't rejoice in speaking judgment. But guess what? That's what's coming. And uh, we can't water it down. Ezekiel 33 says there's a warning for the watchman that doesn't speak the warning properly, doesn't warn the wicked properly, or warn the nation, or wherever God called them to warn properly. So it's imperative that the warnings are given. It's imperative that people listen to them, respect them, and, and take heed to what the Lord is saying, what God is Thank you so much to, for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are